Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 19th, 2023. Hope this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Overall, it's been a good day. We've been, you know, we worked, we, you know, we came home, we're here now. I will say though, man, I really got to stop being the social smoker. I got to, I got to fight. Um, I don't know if it's because of that from smoking on Saturday or if it's the weather change or the combination of the two, or I got a little buggy wuggy. I don't know, but my throat is toast. It's toast. Obviously as a podcaster, that's not what you want. You know, you need the vocals nice and lubricated, nice and, 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 and tight. I don't know. These are terrible words to talk about your vocal cords, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm overall, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a little bummer just to have, like, a scratchy, smoky throat. Would not recommend. Uh, Let's see, though. Other than that, you know, things are good. We're we're vibing. We're thriving. Um, uh, Food Corner hasn't been too deep. A lot of of snackies. A lot of chips. Energy drinks. Oh, a energy drink. And some chocolate. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, actually, no, I will get into a good food corner because uh, this is from the other day. Yes. Um, I had Brenner and I made a chocolate chip waffle. And I got to say, I kind of flubbed up here, but in a good way. Uh, I got um, the waffle mix. It's the Kodiak waffle mix. I do recommend that. Not sponsored, but good waffle mix, uh, good waffle pancake mix to use. But I goofed up, and I went to go grab the uh, like the OG normal kind, and I was going to get some chocolate chips to put on top of it, and I grabbed the chocolate chip kind, and still got the chocolate chips put on top of it. So we got crazy chocolatey with it, which was good. It, you know, it, it was the uh, effect that I wanted. I put on some whipped cream on top too, and I had some bacon. Um, some fries and some chicken. So it was yummy. It was good. It was a good little meal. Oh, and some cinnamon toast. Yes. So that was, it was, it was nice. It was a nice little dinner brenner for me. Uh, that being said, you know, probably going to be a lot of ho-hum regular scheduled meals. <laughs> so, um, probably not too eventful for, for the week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Also, sorry if you are hearing any background music. You know, my neighbors are doing the party thing, and that's cool. You know, you're getting, we're all getting through this Monday, and I'm not mad about that. Plus, I, my studio is my my home, so it, it just is what it is. My little apartment, my little room. So, you know, it, you know, whatever sounds may come, they come. Also, it might be raining off and on. So, you know, good old Ohio weather. Good old Ohio people. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me uh, start off with a classic break. I know it's going to totally help my throat. I'm sure of it. (laughs) All right. Also, too some more Mia Culpas. This is probably gonna be a scuffed episode. I don't know. I feel like my brain is like scattershot today. I was doing my research. And I'm like, none of this is sticking. Like I know I, I know what, it, what's in my head, but I, and I know it's on the page in this article, but 
Bear with me. We're going to do our best together. Yes. We're going to hold each other's hand. Get through some news. (laughs) Also, happy Juneteenth. All right. NPR. (coughs) Um, Anthony Blinken meets China's Xi in a bid to ease soaring soaring U.S.-China tensions. So... Blinken had been planning on making a trip to China earlier this year, but that was before the whole balloon incident that took place. Um, You know, we were in a big kerfuffle about that. We popped the balloon. So things were icy. Things were dicey. Uh, Let's see. We've also covered the China or the Taiwan Strait situation with the warships and then how, like, you know, Secretary Austin Lloyd, you know, tried to, you know, do a little talking, do a little peacekeeping, if you will. That got brushed off by his counterpart. So, you know, things have been pretty cold, not too good uh, in terms of the relations. So this, like, trip kind of came, at least the news came, it kind of came as a surprise. Um, I think they kind of notified people maybe an hour or so before it was happening, like, press-wise. So, you know, Blinken had a quick, like, I think 30 minutes or so meeting with Xi Jinping, um, the president of China. They had a, I honestly love the two pictures that I've seen from them, their meeting. Um, Blinken doing the weirdest old man handshake. Like, it's almost like his body's trying to, like, like do a little dance or something, but he's holding hands. And then you just have, like... Xi Jinping kind of doing just the straight up, just vanilla, like, okay, right, we shake hands with this guy. And then there's the following picture I have for the thumbnails, just the two of them just standing there. Just like, like, what the fuck do we do now? It, it's like they used all their social points on the, the handshake, and they're just like, just done. They're done with the whole thing. But um, overall, the takeaways, because I just want to summarize a bit. Um, he met... Um, with Xi, that happened, but then he also met with other top officials, things like that. Um, it doesn't seem like anything major happened. It's not like any big ground was broken, but this in and of itself was just a good call, good move. And I think everyone's kind of happy that like, we can say that, Hey, we made an effort and we didn't hate it. Uh, because I think both sides don't want to budge on any of their, their issues. Um, but at the same time, they're two great superpowers. You know, they can't not interact with each other. We literally have our hands in each other's pockets. We need each other. Like there's just so much like symbiosis here. And not to mention, if we were to escalate in a true conflict, true whatever may come, like the 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 ramifications, the consequences of that would be dire. Not just for china in the u.s but also like you know the international community at large so we're we're all doing this weird funny awkward dance with each other um where we're mad at each other but we also realize that we need to work together and we also have to look and show strength but then we also have to be diplomatic you know we've kind of talked about some of the the lower key meetings that have happened between other officials other you know correspondence between both staffs you know governments whatever so, you know, this is a little bit of an interesting thing. Honestly, I'm not the, obviously I'm not a big Blinken fan, but, you know, at least the effort was made and hopefully there will be more of this. I would love to just, you know, see both sides just kiss, you know, no kiss. 
but you know, I don't know. It's always the same points from both sides. It's you know, and I love that we're like, oh, we have to have this competition. <laughs> like whatever, dude. It's it's just a weird way of saying like we have to have someone to like beef with, and it's you. <laughs> like we feel like you guys are the up and comers, and of course for China they're like, bro, we're like fucking ahead of y'all and so much shit. What do you mean we're up and coming? We <laughs> okay. But, you know, naturally, I think it's also China having to find its own foothold and do its own, you know, diplomacy um, in this in this whole fucking situation. So it's a lot of dancing. It's a lot of uh, realpolitik. I like using that word. I'm probably not using it right, but I like using it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, you know, read the article or whatever if you want to get the details. It, it does the whole back and forth. Um but yeah, hopefully, like I said, this is a sign of of more conversation and less hostility. That's 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 what we're hoping for here at the newsstand. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's move on to some other news from ABC News. Juneteenth celebration horror. Twenty three shot, one fatally at Illinois event. At least twenty three people were injured, one fatally, when gunfire erupted early Sunday at a Juneteenth celebration in suburban Chicago, authorities said. Uh, The shooting unfolded about 12.30 a.m. in the parking lot of a strip mall in Willowbrook, about 23 miles uh, west of Chicago, according to DePage County Sheriff. Uh, The gunfire erupted during a large gathering of several hundred people to commemorate Juneteenth. And uh, victims... We're taken to uh, multiple area hospital uh, with gunshot wounds, uh, according to the sheriff. Um, and one was pronounced dead, and at least two were cr- in critical condition. Now, the motives of the shooting hasn't been released or isn't known yet. Um, obviously, it's really sad, you know, for just an event like this to, you know, just have such a, you know, shitty thing happen on it. Uh, but that that's people interacting. That That is the shit that is going to go down. And obviously, you know, in America, when you have tools, you will use them. Um, but yeah, obviously very fucked up. You know, my thoughts go out to, you know, all the family, all the people involved in that. You know, you're just trying to celebrate. You're, ha- you're trying to have a good time. This holiday has only been federally, you know, celebrated for what now? What, three years now? So, you know, it, it's just a shame that, you know, you try to go out, you try to have a good time, you try to celebrate, and this is shit that happens. So, um, yeah, obviously, I, you know, I wish, you know, <laughs> I was bringing other news here, but that is something that, that took place that I wanted to talk about and cover. Um, but yeah, I, I, d- despite this, I, I do hope that you've had a really good Juneteenth. Um, and I don't know, I, I do think that this is a good holiday, and I, I, I'm glad that it's something that we're going to keep celebrating. That being said, though, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent to the segue. I saw that, like, there's conversation of, like, oh, this is, this is like, the new July 4th. Or this should be, like, the July 4th that you should care about. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like them just being separate. I like the idea of it all just being something that is something that we're talking about like hey this is a holiday why why is it a holiday like and you go down on the reasons why like what happened why it's relevant why it's a good thing like i think that's good like i don't think you have to write an editorial about why one should be the other 
uh, why one's more relevant than the other. I don't know. I'm I'm just stoked that it's up there, you know, that it's relevant to people. That's good. But I mean, granted, whether or not the state was going to celebrate it, like, look, we were going to celebrate. We were going to celebrate it. You know what I mean? So that's why, I don't know. For me, I, I, I was like, it's just another day, but I'm I'm glad it's something that it's like, hey, we are taking stock of. You know what I mean? So, but that's just because I'm not a holiday guy. Uh, you know, just being honest. <laughs> if it wasn't for a few people, I probably would not care about Christmas. I would not care about Thanksgiving. I would not care about any of the shit. But that being said, on a national scale, I like that it is, hey, you know, something we're talking about and discussing as people and celebrating as people. It's good. And maybe one day I will get a federal holiday and that will be nice. But until then, I got to make this fucking schmoney. All right. On that note, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, from the BBC. Titanic tourist submersible, uh, why did I jam up on that? <laughs> Titanic tourist submersible goes missing with, uh, search underway. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, this story feels very hubris of man kind of thing to me, but, um, a submersible craft used to take people to see the wreck of the Titanic has been missing in the Atlantic Ocean with its crew on board since Sunday, sparking a major search and rescue. Uh, contact with the submersible was lost about one hour and 45 minutes into the vessel's drive, the U.S. Coast Guard said. Excuse me. Um, I think Ocean Gate is like the maker of the tour or whatever. Um... But I believe the uh, the owner. Let me see if I can find his name here. Um, oh no no no! This is just a rich guy who's on the boat or on the sub uh, the submarine. Um, Hamish Harding, a 58 year old British billionaire businessman and explorer, is among those missing in the submarine. His family said. But um yeah, I mean, let's see. The missing craft is believed to be the Ocean Gate's Titan submersible. Uh, a truck-sized sub that holds five people and usually dies dives with sorry uh, dives with a four-day emergency supply of oxygen. So, aka, these motherfuckers got four days to live, being anything going wrong. So it's just going wrong right now. Um, but yeah, I think um, something that they hold at the end of this article that really fucked me up about the submersible they go through all the numbers all the specs uh i do have it in the thumbnail but obviously you can look that up and see that but um something that they said about it um let's see the passengers are sealed inside the vessel by bolts applied from the outside there's no way to escape even if you rise to the surface by yourself you cannot get out of the sub without a crew on the outside letting you out that's crazy scary to me. You're in a submarine. You and a few other motherfucking people. Doesn't matter how much money you got in your goddamn account. You are trapped. This could be your tomb. That's scary. That's scary. Why? So you could get an up close and personal view of the carcass of a fucking ship that made a fucking mistake on going out the way that it did and hang an iceberg? I don't know, man. It couldn't be me is all I'm saying. That's wild as hell. Um, I, I obviously hope that these people are found alive. Hopefully that this, this potential tragedy is turned into at least a good, you know, survival story. 
Because fuck, man, that's crazy. I cannot imagine. Like, ah, look, I have a fearful respect of space. I have a fear and respect of the ocean because like the ocean's right here it's in our planet like i cannot like you know i don't know i I can't like think really hard or jump really high and get into space so i can't fuck around and find out there but like there's something so eerie about a place that is mostly water and like we just can't get to most of it you know like there's so much uncharted there so like i'm all right it's a no from me right there i'm not trying to become barracuda bait so the fact of the matter is that you're going to hop into a little submarine and, like, risk it all just to see the Titanic. Like, like just just watch the movie. Just just watch the movie. Just, I don't know, man. That's crazy to me. But once again, I really hope that this turns into a good situation of survival and rescue, all that. Because goddamn. Goddamn. All right. We got one more thing to cover. Ooh. 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 All right. The last article is from USA Today. UPS employees authorize strike. What that means for you. Um, so this is a little quick summary. Um, the Teamsters Union representing UPS workers has voted over- overwhelmingly to authorize a strike if no agreement is reached on a labor contract before the current one expires on um, July 31st. And that's like at midnight. It's it's a wrap. Um, Raising the prospect of a massive nationwide, uh, of massive nationwide disruptions in the UPS deliveries. Um, So this is a big deal. Also, before I kind of want to get into, you know, more of this, I'm I'm curious um, if other people have had this mental... um, I don't know, like uh, unfurling when it comes to the Teamsters. Every time I hear the word Teamsters, I like in my head I have to fight the association that that's mob shit. Like, am I? Uh, and the and I I kind of like had to like do some like deprogramming or whatever because I've learned about the Teamsters through like the mob and like a lot of times like whenever you were talking about like I think like what Jimmy Hoffa or whatever or just general mob stuff. You talked about how, like, they kind of invaded and, like, wound up controlling, like, groups of Teamsters and, like, having a lot of influence and being able to, like, do a lot of corruption type shit. But, um, I don't know. I feel like that's something that kind of maybe leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. Like, um, and, and, like, that's kind of how that got trickled down into me. Or maybe I'm just a weirdo dummy, what have you. Because, like, I've realized, like, definitely just looking more, learning more about unions, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, the Teamsters are fine. Like, you know, there are general problems sometimes when it comes to unions getting corrupted. But that's just any kind of organization. You know, you fucking put money in motherfuckers' faces, shit's gonna happen. So, um, anyway, I, that's an aside. But, um, let's see. This vote shows that hundreds or hundreds of thousands of Teamsters are united and determined to get the best contract in our history at UPS. 
Um, and that was from Teamsters General President Sean M. O'Brien. Uh, if this multi-billion dollar company or corporation fails to deliver on the contract that our hardworking members deserve, UBS will be striking itself. So, I mean, obviously, you know, here we are very much pro-union, so we say let's fucking go. Now, granted, negotiations are still happening. This is just kind of a ramping up saying like, look, if you guys want to continue to debate the things that we feel like we need and, you know, we are fighting for, um, we will go and strike. And that being said, it's going to jam up people's packaging or packages. Like shit's going to be slow, if not like not impossible to get your shit. Prices are going to be going up, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I imagine the powers that be at UPS are like kind of upset, kind of maybe sweating a little bit here. Because, I mean, I'm sure they had to know that this was inevitable. But um, naturally, they don't want to see this shit go to print. You know, that shit does not look good when it's like, oh, yeah, we're holding out on giving people money and making sure that like they have, like, air conditioning and shit in their, in their trucks. Because um, that's definitely something I, I remember hearing or, you know, watching videos and shit on news just about literally watching people, like, if it wasn't, like, um, Amazon workers, it was FedEx workers, you know, just people in this field, like passing out on motherfuckers door cams because they're just heat, like they're dying of like heat exhaustion, heat stroke, whatever, like that's just crazy. And, um, you know, the defense from the powers that be is like, oh, well, we just can't, like, we can't give the, you guys a, a fan or anything. What's the point of giving you guys AC at the door? Like, oh, sorry. Like, it's like, you guys got to make this shit work. Like, motherfuckers can't be passing out damn near dying on the job. Like, you can't have that shit. Just like motherfuckers having to, like, piss and shit in bottles because they have to make their fucking rounds for Amazon. Like, the reason unions exist is to stop that shit from fucking happening. So, um, obviously, we're pro that. I want to see motherfuckers get their pay, get their bag. Like, this inflation shit is real, and these motherfuckers need to be accommodating their people for it. Um, so, yeah, it's just something I, I do feel passionate about, um, even though, obviously, I am, you know, stuck in the machine myself, non-unionized, but um, I definitely am a person who sees the benefit of it. And I also realize that the more good shit that happens from unions like when unions get what they want we all win we all get a w from that so um you know just like i'm rooting for the writer strike even though i haven't seen too much news of that shit recently very sad sag as a kid was as the kids would say um you know rooting for that shit i'm rooting for all unions everywhere all the time i'm rooting for the teamsters you know what the scales have been lifted from my eyes jimmy hoffa he's gone fuck that shit um so yeah go teamsters go um unions (laughs) um but yeah that's all we got for this episode i thank you so much for tuning in if you'd like to help support the podcast patreon.com so says a news um gets you what is it uh newsy access newsy status um i say your name on the podcast once a month shout out a project thing you would like if you'd like to be a silent donor, we love that. We love a quiet whale. That's okay. If you're funding the effort, we, we, we're we down. We stand. Um, but yeah, free ways to contact the podcast or myself, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Where you can comment on the YouTubes. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. 
hit the like buttons, uh, give me some reviews. Those are always good. At least that's what they say. It's good for the algo. That's good for the gander. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for today. I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.